podcast fans? Are you also comedy fans? Well, you're in luck because your favorite podcast is now in your favorite comedy festival. That's right. Vicious Cycle is in SF Sketchfest this January. Uh, so you can see us do a live recording of an episode on January 11th. And then you can see a remounting of the Vicious Cycle musical on January 16th and 17th. All of these are at Piano Fight. For tickets, go to sfsketchfest.com. See you there. listeners welcome to vicious cycle the podcast about periods and the people who get them i'm meg trowbridge i'm kate elston and i'm Meg case hello hello there hello okay we need to prepare you this is the first of a three-part series where we dive into elite athletes and what it's like to be a top performing athlete who bleeds it's such fascinating bleed search y'all yeah i did not expect to have we didn't expect this to be a three-parter no but way it just became one yeah yeah um and and what's awesome is that there was so much research we dove into it and it culminates in an interview with a world cup winning gold medalist having haver amy rodriguez uh, i'm so excited incredible our favorite a rod that's right. The only A-Rod that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll hear two episodes of some super solid bleed search. And then the third episode will be Amy. Yeah. Yay. Soccer amazing person. Soccer <laughs> She's a person. soccer amazing person. She said, listen, you know, <laughs> listen up. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, we should make that a cute sticker. Listen, listen up. up. Great Adorable. idea. Yeah. Write it down. <laughs> um, Before we start, though, can I update you on my butt? Oh, I'd Always. love to hear about your butt. <clears throat> I feel like our sign off this year should be like, keep calm. Kate's butt is still bleeding. <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep calm pending on the butt situation. <laughs> Don't Hemorrhoid watch 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Kate. But yes, what is your update, Kate? So last we talked, I was going to, they were going to make sure that my colon's cool. So I had a sigmoidoscopy, which mm. is similar to a colonoscopy before they decide what to do with my internal hemorrhoid, which is, is still there. Oh. Um, they just want to make sure that I don't they, have like cancer or something. Oh, uh, so okay. they didn't, there were, there was no removal of anything. No, this is just oh. to make sure that there's not another reason why I'm bleeding when I poop. Um, oh, got man. it. So what this entails and my mom has so colon cancer also runs in my family and Mine my mom too. has Mine had too, you guys wow what the hell yes. what should we be doing to prevent having that having colonoscopies and sigmoidoscopies and stuff oh, so boy. sigmoidoscopy is just like the lower part of your colon apparently so it's not as intensive but basically what it entails is that i had to take an enema the night before or the, the morning of oh yeah two enemas in fact <laughs> so i had to wake up my appointment was at 8.30. I had to be there at 7.30. I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to do this enema. Wait, so, and when you said two, did you have to do it back to back or you I had did one bottles, at night? Two bottles. Oh back to back. God. And it's funny because on the bottle it says like, do not use more than one in 24 hours. So I asked my doctor, I was like, it says don't it says use so. it. And she's like, well, you got to do it. Like, that's just like, <laughs> that's what we require before you're, this procedure. 
So that I wake is up. A tough thing to do at six o'clock. No, in the morning. and That's I've never rough. and I've never done anything like this before. So even I, a gay man would tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I and just, I don't get it twisted. No <laughs> one's fucking at six o'clock no. in the morning up their butt. No, and the squirting shit. And anyway, so I and I had already confirmed from Carl that he was like tapped out he was not gonna help me if i needed help he was like i am not the helping vows you did not include no, that there was nothing about shooting saline up your anus so we're just not gonna do that so i lay out a yoga mat Good. i also put out a, t- a, a towel after yeah. i realized that the first couple squirts didn't go up and it just dribbled down me on, okay. down my sweatpants so i was like okay I should lay like out me a- with eye drops yes oh i totally feel you so i should lay out a towel and then you- i are you having to like be relaxed? He, so, oh, so this is awful. they give you a position, which is either like kind of chest on the ground and arch your butt up. Yep. Um, but I chose to do uh, side lay on your side with your butt sort of up and mm-hmm. your arm under you. Mm-hmm. What hey, I didn't realize is paying off. Kind yeah. of. Aren't the, you glad? Yeah. <laughs> the thing I didn't expect was how much I wouldn't get in my butt right away so oh the dribbling God. down my leg I just ended up getting totally naked <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> picture this okay <laughs> I am naked on my yoga mat then I realized I need to relax so I'm gonna listen to a podcast what podcast comes out on Thursdays office ladies the podcast yes. recap of the office hosted by the actress who plays pam and the actress who plays angela listen Love to it. it it's great so one of the sweetest new podcasts they, I've i need ever to heard. just like email them and tell them that you i should. listened to them <laughs> i called how did this get made and said you got me through my colposcopy yeah yeah so i'm listening to it trying to squirt it's just a really it, anyway i finally figure out like what when you know you know so i was like oh that's it like that's first it. like first tampon use yeah. you're like god yeah, got it. I know, I get it. and i so i finally got it the other so oh I, after, that hole yeah that, <laughs> that, that hole that hole so the so i finally go to the bathroom do the thing come back out to do the second bottle oh and God. there is, is there is a wet spot on the towel from all the times i missed and my cat desi is perched perfectly no. just on that no. spot <laughs> i was like desi what does that spot smell like it's salt water and like my butt <laughs> like what is that smell that is insane so that was really cute she was just like i i sit here now <laughs> a tiny little like this spot is of water. where you were um yeah so i emptied all out it was fine get to the doctor um I'm f- I'm like still like I know that I'm bleeding because I have a hemorrhoid. That's what mm-hmm. this is. But then as I'm being wheeled into like the general anesthesia, yeah. you know, then they're, they're like kind of being like, you know, like um, we're going to check and make sure that you don't have anything like, you know, you could have colitis, you could have blah, blah, blah. And then I started to kind of panic as yeah. they're putting they, they shoot me with the the sleepy medicine. Yeah. And I just like passed out. <laughs> but the good thing is, is that I woke up and they know right away mm. what what's going on. So she told me right away. Um, that I was fine, that everything's good. In fact, I have an excellent colon, she said. Oh, and okay. Wait, Fantastic. I brought photos. <laughs> oh, my, my God. God. Oh, my what God. Your butthole? Oh, my inside God. Inside your butthole. Colon. Colon. Wait, wait, inside your butthole. Is that accurate? Ins- well, the sphincter and then the colon. Right. Oh, man. I don't know. If you- Do you really want to see <laughs> I'm this? getting on wait. my glasses. Do you guys really want to see yes. this? Okay. Yeah, it's not your actual booty. No, no. I'd even I'd want to see your butthole, Kate. I would see it too. Okay. I would see it too. Okay. I just want to. So I just oh don't want to get it twisted. Meg, I'm seeing it. Meg, I'm seeing it. Oh, oh my god. Whoa. So I guess I don't. You do have a great. Is that clean. the? Is that the? So that's hemorrhoid? the hemorrhoid. Yeah, yeah. it's like a red gaucha. spot. 
that looks like an angry wow. oh yeah so, hemorrhoid. so my doctor has called it an angry hemorrhoid yeah mm. she used exactly that what it looks term like. many times <laughs> wait and so what Ooh. is the what is the c and the d so is the d the hemorrhoid and the c something else? oh i don't know i didn't actually look so this. this is terrifying me for if i ever get pregnant i'm just going to be moving constantly so i don't get a fucking yeah hemorrhoid. me too sorry i'm really geeking out about it no a, meg is d. examining we're all gonna go into medical school after this podcast yeah. i know honestly but anyway sigmoid colon yeah. wow so wow. and she actually said sharing yeah, it's it's a clean ass it looks colon. like your eyeball <laughs> doesn't See? it also i mean i mean uh, just the vein the veiny yes, yes, yes. like um skinny skin part do you remember do you right? remember when um veiny skin skin when i had my cat scan for my appendix and they said i had uh my uterus was in grossly normal limits yes, <laughs> yes. and now i have an excellent colon well there you go um, you're learning a lot about yourself the other funny thing about this too is that they give you like because i had i had anesthesia and it definitely made me sleepy the rest of the day i couldn't go to work mm. and they gave me a little notice that said Golden Gate Endoscopy Center. If receiving anesthesia, you will be sleepy for the rest of the day. Do not drive or exercise. Do not use heavy machinery and do not make important decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, so the, Liz Lemon. So the rest of the day I was like, Carl, you're going to need to do the dishes because I can't make important decisions. decisions yeah, about you go any to get lunch and they're yeah. like, um, so would you like chicken or beef on your salad? Like, I defer to my husband. Oh, I can't make important that's decisions. That's a really today. important decision. But I made him do all the chores because of that. I was like, <laughs> I can't do anything that makes important. You like, couldn't help me with the enema. You can help me with the dishes. Yes. Also, men help your women with their enemas. Come on. Come on. Sickness and health. Sorry. Anyway, so. If the sickness is in your butt, that's where you're helping. <laughs> the next. <laughs> It doesn't specify where you're sick. <laughs> so I just want that's so I there's still another step for me to actually remove the hemorrhoid, which seems like it'll be a pretty easy process, which might not require anesthesia um, wow. or at least it'll, it'll, be anesthesia. Lo it'll be local. You know, it won't be like I'll be under uh -huh. all the way. Um, go, but they might they're go do for it surgically. No, there's a there's a there's a procedure where you can like rubber band it or something. Uh, I don't yep. know. Ooh. Listen, I'll let you know when it happens Great. in a couple weeks. But just, I want to leave you both with the image of me naked on a yoga mat, <laughs> listening to it with, with headphones in and Desi the cat ready to on your sit wet spot. on that wet spot. <laughs> Once I start listening to that podcast, that's all I'll be able to picture. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's get into the bleed search. Let's do this. Okay. Do you guys remember um, last season when we talked about a bleed search song? Bleed Ooh. search is all I ever wanted. Yes. Bleed search. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you want us to do that again? Yeah, let's do Great. it. Great. I thought you wrote it. No, that yeah, was I, was, it. I no, thought no, no, you were no. going to do a line. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no line. <laughs> Great. Okay. Perfect. Six, seven, eight. Bleed search is all I ever wanted. Bleed search. Great. So <laughs> today what we're talking about is menstruation in elite athletes. Uh, which many articles I found have called the last great taboo in sport. Okay. Well, I also right then. read a lot of British articles. So it's in sport. <laughs> Singular, but maths, plural. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we did the maths. And this is the last great taboo in sport. Sport. <laughs> so um, is sport somehow spelled with an O-U? Because it always is. And an E. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so in this bleed search, we're going to talk about 
athletes who are ski jumpers, gymnasts, roller derby <gasps> racers, amazing cool. bikers, runners, basketball, soccer players. We're going to cover the whole gamut. You're going to hear anecdotes from elite athletes from all over the world whose names you might know and other names you might not know. And then some listeners uh, who answered a lot of our questions, which was awesome. We're going to talk about birth control, injuries, free bleeding. And this is all leading up to an interview with former U.S. women's national soccer team player Amy Rodriguez, who's going to be on our show and talk about motherhood and elite playing of sport so it's gonna be great and we're so excited yay so exciting and i'm excited meg and i don't know anything about this bleed search kate did it all on her own all on my own all all by herself she did it it. (laughs) um so i played sport uh a lot as a kid (laughs) i was Um, a sport i was an athlete um you know, I played varsity soccer and lacrosse all through high school. I played as a kid. Um, post-college or post-high school, I was a runner. I ran, not competitively, but I did do a lot of half marathons, but it was mostly just to stay fit and keep active. Um, now I'm a big cyclist, but again, it's just for fun. But So anyway, when I started this research, I didn't think I'd find much because... Well, I'm not an elite athlete. Let's just put it there. Well, I've never I mean, don't done. Be hard on yourself. I've You're never good. done sports for money or for <laughs> well, yeah. glory, other than just like you know, I've guys. I did play in two state championships. So. That's a big deal. Okay, Listen, I um, played in zero state yeah. championships. So, I played in zero sport. I, don't even know <laughs> if I made it to CIF. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Um, but I want yeah. Shout out to my 2004. Uh, Mercer Island High School lacrosse and soccer team same year Damn. we went to state any hoodle but I'm, what I'm saying is I, throughout this I guess I as an athlete never dealt with periods in a crazy way I must have mm. just never had super crazy cycles and I was on birth control for some of this too but like even as a middle schooler um it, it, I don't I can't remember a time when periods held me back or yeah uh or affected me in a way um but then again i think also i played sports where i was wearing bulky shorts or a kilt with mm. spandex under it mm. um so and Thanks then i did lacrosse. wear tampons too. oh my god have we heard from any volleyball players mm-hmm. we do yeah oh yeah because that's there's yeah. not Booty room shorts. for any bulk i got thoughts yeah. so let's get into it um yeah. let's start like we often do with funny old-timey misconceptions about yes. women's bodies oh good shall we does it include yes, square dancing? Competitive, pardon <laughs> oh, me, God. elite competitive square dancing. I totally dancing. forgot about that. Yeah, but listeners yeah. should go back in our one of our first episodes in season one. Season uh, Episode two, season one. Yeah. A mm-hmm. old video from the 50s about menstruating. Menstruating in style. Yeah, tell them about it, Meg. Well, it was a lovely uh, maternal woman teaching a, a class full of young ladies in their finest frocks uh, about mm-hmm. how to menstruate in style. And she said, do not take a cold bath as we all all are wont to do, um, especially when we're on our period. And she said, of course you can dance, but you can't square dance. Mm-mm. It's it's just too dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Which we then figured out probably means because you'll be tempted to wear a tampon, uh, right? Yeah. Is that kind oh. of I mean? Also, or- I wonder if it's about is square dancing. Oh, no, because square dancing is in a line with a bunch of people, right? I was... Yeah. Also wondering if it had something to do with the opposite side. Or like oh. a leotard. Like you're not wearing like a leotard. Right. Anyway, whatever. You're wearing your jeans and boots. Who I knows? guess it's too vigorous from for the like menstrual belt they were all wearing. Oh, sure. Like that belt will just fall right it'll off. Just, yeah. Crumble. Right it would show under your, 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 <laughs> under your cowboy boots. Okay. So <laughs> in the Victorian era, 
women were discouraged from engaging in super vigorous activity or any sort of exercise because of the belief that it would dislodge the uterus and affect <laughs> fertility. Oh my goodness. And I think we've talked a little bit about like the wandering uterus. Yeah. Like, people believed that like there were muscles holding the uterus in place. And if women were jostled too much, that the uterus would like float away. Like the muscles <laughs> would just snap. Yeah. And like, that's, I mean, that was from like ancient Greece yeah. era. So it, it, according to some research I did on various reputable sites, this myth, it was not slow to die in the Victorian <laughs> era. I don't know if you remember this, but 2014 Sochi Olympics. Picture mm, this. Yes. 2014. I've been watching so much Golden Girls. Picture this. <laughs> Um, okay um some people out there might remember that it was the first year that women were allowed to compete in the olympic ski jump which is that Uh, event where you launch into the air mm -hmm. and you land right it's that 2014 2014 it was the first time women were allowed to compete 90 years after the men and this isn't for you know lack of trying women had been campaigning for this for decades um, basically the powers that be believed that ski jumping would make our uteruses explode. Um, <laughs> there was an athlete. As if it won't, wouldn't make your dick explode. Yes. Oh my God. Wait, I'll Thank get you. there. You are ahead of me. So <gasps> it's the, it's the rosé. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling Go you. Go for it. Fourth class. So Lindsay, there's a athlete named Lindsay Van, not oh, yeah. to be confused with Lindsay Vaughn. Oh, Lindsay Vaughn's okay. a skier. Lindsay Van was a ski jumper. Oh. She was a huge vocal support. She's quoted in all the articles about this. Um, she's quoted as saying, I've had people ask me, had my uterus fallen out yet? Shut oh, the my fuck God. up. And then in 2005, I'm going to play a quote for you guys from the president of the International Ski Federation, who uh, in 2005 told NPR uh, so in 2005, they covered this. So 11 years, be- no, nine years before, nine, nine years, years before it actually. <laughs> Math. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> nine. Women are, yeah. You know, uteruses may not fall out, but women are bad at math. Yes. Okay. We're not allowed in a maths classroom for fear of the uterus getting dislodged. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, guys, page one of several notes of, of research. No, I'm just kidding. Let's keep it going. Um, I love you so much. So Gian Franco Casper is the president of the International Ski Federation. They were doing a story on this controversy, and this is what he told NPR. Don't forget, it's like jumping down from, let's say, about two meters on the ground about a thousand times a year, which seemed not to be appropriate for ladies uh, from a medical point of view. No. <laughs> it seems no. to not be appropriate. Uh, Lindsay, from a medical point of view. Right. Uh, Lindsay Van uh, said that that comment made her feel nauseous and want to throw up. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, really? Like, I'm sorry, but my baby making organs are on the inside. Men have an organ on the outside. Yes. So if it's not safe for me jumping down and my uterus is going to fall out, what about the organ on the outside of the body? Mm-hmm. Boom. Lindsay Van, you're welcome on the show whenever you want. Yes. Please, God. <laughs> Your ding, ding testicles are just... Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine from, you know, a medical standpoint that you're testicles are hella low and swaying if yes. you're a man and ski jumping also, so I, you should probably not be allowed to do that agreed i i mean for their for gentlemen's health um also i feel like all of this could come straight from the mouth of dr leo spichemin <laughs> <laughs> this is leo oh my god that's so oh true my god, so even so funny. even on the eve of the first ever female ski jump in 2014 the russians men ski jumping coach the, the the coach of the men's team of the country that's hosting said 
It's a pretty difficult sport with a high risk of injury. If a man gets a serious injury, it's still not fatal. But for women, it could end much more seriously. Women have another purpose to have children, to do housework, to create hearth and home. No. Oh, go fuck yourself. So this is what incredible people who bleed have to deal this with. Is just from five years ago. Yeah. This is just the patriarchy five in sports. Five years ago, a man <laughs> said hearth and home. <laughs> And not in an ironic way, because Hearth and Home could be like a really cute hipster coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, it's totally, definitely totally. like a new t- up-and-coming Target furniture brand. Oh, yes. totally. It's Hearth a and Home. catalog oh, of wax candles. Yeah. For yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all this to say, not to go on a tangent about ski jumping and uteruses <laughs> wandering, but like this is just indicative of like what women have to deal with in sports anyway. Not to say anything of the pay gap and all of that stuff. But just to also say that in many cases, bleeders also who are elite athletes also have to deal with a menstrual cycle. And and it turns out it's like a real obstacle for many people. So a recent study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine found that 41%, 41 41.7% maths of exercising (laughs) women... Of exercising women who were surveyed believed their menstrual cycle has a negative impact on training and performance. Oh, interesting. Now, <laughs> the motto of this research is, of course, there's not enough study behind uh-huh. all this. Yep, sounds about right. But doctors, you know, generally believe that the reason people think that is because there's an there might be an iron deficiency. Your body temperature is elevated just before your period. There's flux flux fluctuations in estrogen and progesterone and I just think also anecdotally we can all say that like we're more emotional leading up to our Mm -hmm. period we might feel clumsy my feet swell up so if I were like a runner like a super competitive runner I could see how that would be a problem Mm -hmm. um Meg don't you say that you get you feel like like your equilibrium is off yes yes oh yeah yeah and if you have to be like I don't know if you're like a tightrope walker that could (laughs) come in an an elite tightrope walker or gymnast dum-dums sure, okay balance beam thank you <laughs> if you're um, in the old-timey circus listen if you're an american gladiator <laughs> i was like there's gotta be a professional a more- version of what we're talking about and it's gymnast gymnast perhaps Correct. some of the most famous elite athletes mm-hmm. on the planet right. yeah. well, we'll talk about gymnasts in a little bit so Sweet. Um, So let's talk about some famous elite athlete (laughs) periods in the news. So in 2015, Heather Watson, she's a British tennis player, kind of famously lost in the first round of the Australian Open, like 6-0-6-0, like lost like right away, like the Mm. worst kind of losing you can do. After the match, she said that she had dizziness, nausea, low energy levels, and felt really lightheaded and told the media that she was suffering from girl things. Love it. So, um... Then in 2016, Rio Olympics, this went viral, so you may have seen this. Um, there was the chi- there was a, a swimming relay. The Chinese team of swimmers got fourth place, but they were expected to medal, so they missed meddling. And afterwards, the uh, you know some Chinese uh, news organization is on the the poolside with the players, interviewing the team that just got fourth place. And Fu Yuan Hui is crouching. She just it looks terrible. And the interviewer gets to her and says, like, you look like you have a stomachache. What's going on? And Fu says, it's because I just got my period yesterday. So I'm still a bit weak and really tired. Oh. So let me just show this to you because it went super viral. It's, it has Spanish or it has English subtitles. So um, just ignore. We'll, we'll put this on our Instagram. Oh, yes. I saw this. So anyway, 
，昨天来了一下子，所以就还是会有点乏力吧，感觉特别累。但这也不是理由。So this, so this went really viral because it was super, you know. Unheard we of. We never for, ever talk about yeah, it. Yeah, to to be so frank, the the interview right after the match, like yes. when people are just like adrenaline's pumping, emotions are running high. Um, so those two incidents sort of sparked a talk in the media about periods and women athletes. So I found a bunch of articles in the BBC and the Guardian, um, other places as well, New York Times. So this is other anecdotes from other elite athletes. So there's a British middle distance runner named Jessica Judd, who we'll also hear from later. She says that her running times can vary by 15 seconds depending on what stage、Whoa. she's at in her cycle, which is quote the difference between first and last place. Yeah,、um, that's huge. Yeah,、wow. there's an Olympic high jumper who represents Antigua and Barbuda. She told Vice, her name is Priscilla Frederick. She told Vice that because she's a high jumper. Who's pretty short compared to other people?、Mm. Any extra water weight or bloating severely affects her in、wow. a match in a competition, and so she was thinking ahead to the 2016 Olympics and knew her period wasn't going to be on the day of her competition, so she was feeling okay. But then she was also like, "But it could be, you know,、uh, many other things could affect me." So that's when I sort of realized that, like, oh, individual sports like are so、yeah. different than、yes. team sports because I only played team sports my whole life. One person's performance, while being can be impactful, like a swimmer or an ice skater or a gymnast or a like a high jumper. Like these are all things that like you need to be tip top shape, yeah, to do your best,、mm-hmm. right?、Um, so that's sort of, I mean, da da again to me, but you know,、um, that was just an interesting realization that like you only have you to rely on. You know, like if you know if you're in a, on a soccer team and you aren't feeling well, they can sub you out. Or you know you have your whole team to back you up, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe your bad days, you don't remember them as clearly because everyone else is there to pick up slack, right? Right.、Yes. A goal, a goal is never usually one person's fault, right. right? I would imagine like if a woman brings that up, there's almost like a bit of misogyny in me that's like,、uh, that's a that's a nice excuse, but also seeing that clip of that swimmer. Yeah. She was in legitimate same with, pain. Same、yeah. with the 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 British tennis player,、yeah. which we should share photos. Like photos from that、Ugh. too. It's just like during the match, she's just like crouched over. Oh my god.、Um, That's the thing. Like when you've been through it, you completely can empathize and understand what that person's、right. going there's, through. There's also、right. a, a, a an Australian swimmer who won gold at the Rio Olympics who had endometriosis. Holy、what? shit! And she said she wasn't even vocal about it until after she won gold because she just thought everyone went through that pain. It's the same thing we've heard a hundred、yeah. times. She thought everyone had cramps like that, and she said it became more of a mental struggle because she was like, "This pain won't go away." She was dealing with weird cravings. What's her name? Let me actually name check her because she wrote this whole great article.、Um, Emily Emily Seabom. So she, yeah, she just assumed everyone else was dealing with it. She wasn't vocal with her coaches,、um, and afterwards, she decided to like become vocal. I think she like started an organization about you know dealing with endo. Nice.、Um, so anyway, so yeah, so obviously being a An athlete that is an individual performer is gonna affect you a lot more. And then we can talk about like the anxiety leading up to it, like worrying about where you are in your cycle. Are you like like for Priscilla Fedrick, the high jumper, is like doing the maths on when she's gonna be bleeding <laughs> and like in two years, like yeah, how do you right, even、yeah. do that? Well, like, just like、craziness. like we did probably for our weddings, right? Yeah. We're like, oh shit, yeah, shit, or like、shit. prom or whatever,、yeah. homecoming. You're just like, oh my god, only、oh, the stakes、um, are so high. Stakes are so high. Um, 
especially if you're an athlete that wears something skimpy, if you're a gymnast yeah. or an ice skater or a volleyball player. Yeah. Or uh, not just a volleyball player, a beach volleyball yeah, player. Uh, <laughs> fuck that <laughs> noise. Yeah. Um, so we actually, we got a, we got a message from a listener um, when I posted about sourcing information about this. Uh, listener IG handle Rinky Tomar oh. said, hey, I'm 19 years old and I play table tennis. In school, there was this one time when I was on my period and I had a match on my second day. My sports kit was white shorts, so my mother was a bit nervous. I was really calm because I knew when I work out, I bleed less, um, hmm. which is interesting. So she said, I, I can say that periods have never stopped me from playing. Good for you. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, the, the anxiety of white shorts. Oh my God. Yeah. I had white shorts at, at my soccer team all through high school, so... I don't remember that being a thing. Yeah. But, um, and you said you were wearing tampons for those games. Probably. Yeah. Or pads. Because even when you're wearing pads, like you're wearing baggy. You're not wearing tight shorts. You're wearing sure. baggy shorts. Um, I'd still be paranoid. I about that of bleeding less. So I actually, that when she wrote that, Rinky, <laughs> we'll just call you Rinky. I love you, um, Rinky. I kind of remember that too, actually. I have this memory of like, oh yeah, like when I would run a lot. I would be surprised how little I actually. It's almost bled. like when you're swimming, like when it's yeah. happening, yeah. you're fine. But then when you stop, is when yeah. like it hits you. Who knows? Yeah. Um, my mom always told me that your period just stops in water. I actually, I have, think it legit does. Yeah. There might be like gravity pushing so up weird. on you. Or we like could the, do a whole yeah. episode on that. Yeah, honestly. myths of that. Yeah. If there are any swimmer listeners out there, you let us know about get that. It. Get to us. Um, there is also an NB- WNBA player who said she had to change her tampon several times during a game. Uh, oh my God. So, yeah. I don't know. What about you guys? When you have exercised, like what's your, what's your um, product? Or mm, regimen. I mean, as we all know, my first period started after a basketball game. Um, <laughs> Never forget. And I, you know how some tampon and pad companies, they do like little sayings or like factoids like on the inside of your pad and shit. No. Do you guys have that? No. Have you guys seen that? I, I, see, I have cute things on like boxes. Like a Snapple fact? Yes. <laughs> And this period Snapple fact was like, exercise, it helps with cramps. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that for sure. It, yeah. Which I wanted to say, like, effect you. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I think it's whatever, whatever you want to do is what you should do. Yeah. Like, I think there are times when I'm on my period when I think if I work out, it's going to make me feel better. And then there are times when I'm like, hell no, I'm yeah. not working out. I am exhausted and i'm gonna eat these doritos and go the fuck to bed yeah. like yeah. It, you i think you really just need to do what's best for your cycle yeah, yeah. make sure what do you think so uh so i played uh, a cornucopia of sports uh throughout my childhood and high school career um and i i, I always wore pads i was a pad wearer all throughout those years um and I don't really like have strong memories of being like, oh, this sucks. I can wear my pad. Uh, when I was going through like, you know, ectopic pregnancy coming out and they said I couldn't wear tampons and I was like wearing hospital grade pads and I tried out a jazzercise class. So I was like, let's just try out some stuff while I'm experiencing some grief. And uh, and so I it was like super energetic. Like I thought I was going to be dancing with old ladies, which I was. But it was like like super high tempo, like ambitious. Like I was dying and a lot of like throwing your legs wide open and deep squats. And I was just like, I, I mean, I just bled all over those 
I mean, Ooh. it just got way beyond the pad. Oh. And I was like, jazzercise, I think you need something to hold it in you. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. you just yeah. so goosey Now that I'm a cup user, dude, I'm like, pr- like I, well, I ride my no bike worries. with a cup. Yeah. I... Yeah, it's the best. You're a goddamn tampon commercial, but with with, with cups. Yeah. Cups. yeah, but yeah. Can, can I also talk about the because I've seen in multiple like Instagram posts and people responding to us that uh, a big thing for cramp relief for people is activity. Yeah, like people are like, oh, I have to go for right. a run right. to help relieve my cramps. Yeah, I put that to the test for my body this weekend because I went camping with my sister, and we were going to hike all over Big Sur, and we did two. Uh, relatively short hikes, but one was like, it was like 80 degree weather, some uphill stuff. Um, and as we're starting, I start to get tell till cramps and I'm like, Oh, well, you know what? Put Here to we the go. Test. I'm just going to keep walking and it should get better. It did not. Uh, and by our last hike, I just had to be face down uh, in a camper van uh, while my sister went off on a beautiful yeah. hike on her own. Cause I was like, I can't like my, uh, I mean, yeah. cause again, if it's that same feeling of, Dementors are sucking my soul yeah. out of my body. Yeah. Every like I'm white, yeah. I'm like pale and I'm like so sorry. Yeah. It's, it's it doesn't yeah, work. For it's me. almost like being anemic for a couple days yeah. every week. Yeah. I or every month. I agree with you. I think it it depends yeah, on totally. where you are in your cycle. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. you need to like have a ton of protein and make sure that you're in a healthy state to even be like exerting yeah. that much energy. Also, sometimes when I'm bleeding, I'm like a beast at the gym. So it's kind of unpredictable yeah, for me. Right. So, so uh, one of our, so I've always been really fascinated by female gymnasts. I, I wanted to be Shannon Miller when I was um, well, sure. in the nineties. And also we can all, we were all there for Carrie. Carrie Strug, oh my God. Why I cried right now. Um, <laughs> why I cried since the nineties. Seriously. Um, so I reach out to a friend. Why I cried since Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I reached out to a friend of the pod, Mara, who people might remember from the woman who thought that she had a tapeworm but was actually pregnant. Um, So she was a gymnast, a pretty competitive gymnast. And I asked her just to give us her thoughts on how did you do gymnastics when you were on your period if you were like worried about bleeding? And this is what she said. I remember the first time I had to compete at a gymnastics meet while I was having my period. And I was too scared to use a tampon because literally it took me at least a year of being scared of using a tampon before I actually learned how to use one. Uh, Like I was afraid it was going to get stuck or lost up there somehow. And every time I would try, it would really, really hurt. Um, Anyway, so the first meet where I had my period, I was too afraid to use a tampon. So I had to use a pad and I was really self-conscious the whole meet that someone might notice it because like pads are fairly bulky um, so I was worried the whole day, like especially on beam, because I had this part of my routine where I did a scale where you like lift one leg up as close to your head as you can. It's basically like you're kind of doing the splits with one leg on the beam and one leg in the air and you hold it for like three seconds or something. Um, so yeah, I was really afraid that the pad was going to poke out or someone was going to notice that it looked like I was wearing a diaper. But it was totally fine. If anybody saw, nobody told me. So, yeah. Okay. Imagine doing standing splits <laughs> in a pad. No. I'm going to do it right now, the you wings. guys. <laughs> the wings. Imagine. Okay, okay let's look. see Meg. Meg's going to do it for us. Okay, she's standing. Okay, she's doing it. Oh, my God. It's perfect. Perfect. Wow. Whoa. Oh, my Whoa, Meg Hold on. Wait, let me try. Let me try. Let me try. Okay, oh but imagine God. that with a 
a tween size in your teeny tiny unitard now i'm gonna try in a swimsuit okay here goes kate here goes kate Uh uh-huh uh-huh you got this okay okay all right okay yogi ready for this ready for this thanks going going. like i can Uh. see your pants one thing we're better at her at (laughs) better than her at how dare you um (laughs) imagine i would be horrified and especially like those also whenever i watch gymnastics which is often i follow a lot of instagram uh gymnastics feeds on my instagram i i had a lot of pubic hair from a young age (laughs) okay (laughs) Full bush. No, I (laughs) am a hairy person. I think I those girls must have to wax like the day before a match. Because there's the the day there's a sign of a single pube, they're at the (laughs) salon. Well, I also assume, but maybe I'm wrong. Even with like amateur school perform, like you still are wearing those skin colored, very thick tights. Probably, but not because you need your feet open. Yeah. You need to be as light as possible. Also, oh my god! Yeah, no, I think it's just your skin. Like, I've thought a lot oh about my god, this. little twelve-year-olds waxing. I yeah, hate that idea. I, I mean, I don't know if they're twelve, but because like, maybe. well, there's baby gymnasts. That's how they become those gymnasts. Yeah. Anyway, oh, so whatever. Ugh. If you are an ice skater or a gymnast or anyone out there who's you know a swimmer who's had to deal with this, we want to hear more of your stories. So call us nine one zero six uterus. keep going a little bit more about the downsides of periods for certain uh female athletes um there is a british soccer player named jordan Nobbs. she insists that she got an acl injury that uh prevented her from going to the world cup this year oh. um that was caused by her period so there is a lot of research that suggests that injuries are more common for women at certain parts of their cycle, mm. um, especially ACL or knee injuries, because yeah. so women more often than not suffer from knee injuries than men. Um, and one contributing factor is estrogen, the hormone mm. that's released during menstru- for the first half of our cycle, right? Uh-huh. For, during menstruation. And because estrogen increases joint flexibility, which could result in more damage if an athlete twists a knee. Interesting. Um, so Jordan said, I was very tired leading up to that week and I was on the first day of my menstrual cycle. I'm not, uh, she, she told this to BBC Sport. Sport. Just say. <laughs> okay. I just not BBC say. Maths. No. Stop it. Um, there is a BBC Maths. It's just math, mathletes. Like, <laughs> what is the square root of 12? <laughs> um, exhausted. She said, I'm not one for saying it was that, but the facts on how so many people have done their knee, which is British for like <laughs> ruined their knee, <laughs> their knee, done their knee and been on their menstrual cycle is very high. I don't know if it was down to that, but it was a very high factor. So she's one of many athletes calling for more research on this. Uh, there are some Scottish women's Premier League players that play in the Scottish Soccer League uh, that says she knows 14 people who have hurt their knee when they were on their period. So, um, and, and ACL injuries are really common for soccer players, but it just so happens that this is happening. And also, according to a New York Times article, a doctor quoted named Lynn Rogers, uh, she said that 
in some research, they found that women tend to be more likely to experience an ACL injury in the first half of their menstrual cycle, especially as they approach ovulation. That's crazy. So with this knowledge out of half the month. Yeah. 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 And like you got to worry about your period doesn't stop for matches or for competitions or for games. So with this knowledge, Lynn Rogers, the doctor has said that, you know, athletes maybe should cut down on drills that involve hard, you know, um, like agility, like starts and stops uh, up to so cut down on those drills uh, at the first half of your menstrual cycle. And, and reserve those for the second half of their cycle. But for endurance runners, reverse that. Do all of your, most of your running at the beginning of your period because in the second half of your cycle, progesterone comes through and that can make you more susceptible to heat, which could slow you down. So she's saying maybe, again, this is all still like yeah. theoretical and there hasn't been a lot of studies on it, but just knowing that progesterone comes in your second half of your cycle, it's might make you more susceptible to heat maybe runners should think about really running hard the first half of their cycle which is interesting because there's a British long distance runner named Paula Radcliffe who uh, went to the Chicago Marathon got her period on the day of the marathon and then set a world record Uh, that day holy shit Uh, uh. so so mm-hmm. she was quoted in articles as being like, hey, a period doesn't affect me. But now that we know that, oh, but you're a long distance runner, maybe that was good for you to run on your period. That made you actually you had more progesterone. Yeah. You had less progesterone. Less progesterone. Yeah. Wait, more estrogen. That- Estro- progesterone comes the second half. And this right is before the first your period. Half. Right. So on the day of your yes. period, you're getting estrogen. Uh, is what I the clock starts on Is what I understand. This all could be wrong. <laughs> we are not doctors. This all could be wrong. Um, <laughs> Every episode, we anyway, should always have that disclaimer. That's, that's, that's our new tagline. We're not doctors. This all could be wrong. Keep this calm. Could be wrong. This, this could all be, be wrong. wrong. <laughs> we. Yeah. I could do this later, but before I forget. The tie to knee injury and estrogen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like because I hurt my knee in rugby in high oh, school. Oh yeah, and uh, soon after that, I saw a gyno just about like being dischargy and just kind of being like, "Is there something wrong? Like, mm-hmm. should I not be like this?" And she's like, "No, you just like you know probably produce a higher level of estrogen." Mm-hmm. And so interesting. Yeah. So that's that yeah. is interesting to me because yeah. I have fucked up knees but also my like body's a disaster like I have <laughs> flat feet and I'm not but Meg made. you should track because your knees yeah. go back and forth from feeling good to bad that's a good point <gasps> Megan Megan oh my do it god so first half is when you have a ton of estrogen yes and then and after start- ovulation it goes starts so so by that rule my knee should feel kind of messed up in the first two weeks of my cycle yeah. and better in the and second better in the second yeah. too okay all right guys start all right. tracking it on your app i yeah. will yeah. um my clue app sponsor us, sponsor clue. us come on clue <laughs> okay so um other than just dealing with the scheduling and the anxiety and the science behind what your period does to you, there's also the fucking patriarchy that's behind it. So there's a the, WNBA the hearth and homes of the, the world. And homes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a WNBA player named Ashley Battle um, who says the culture of various teams she was on throughout her career was just like tough out your menstrual symptoms, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of coaches are men in many sports. Mm-hmm. So one listener told us that her dad was her coach for most of her competition and she couldn't even talk to him about it let alone her teammates wow um 
And that leads us to something else. Another Blissener DM'd us on Instagram. This is from Instagram user Renee Christine 8 So I'm just going to assume her name's Renee. Um, this is what she said. Saw your post on athletes who menstruate. I've got a weird situation. I race bikes. Historically, bike racing has been centered around men. Example, there still isn't a women's tour de France. Because of this, women... For real? Yeah. Because of this, women, trans, femme, and non-binary folks are severely underrepresented in our sport. Like the women's field at a race might have four people while the men's field has 30. On top of that, race promoters don't have equal payouts. So the men's podium gets $300 and the women get merch from a local bike shop. Oh my God. It's super bad. So we oftentimes feel like we have to prove our worth and fight to be taken seriously. Enter periods. Many bleeding people who race bikes opt to take the week they're bleeding off, be it... Um, Cramps, fatigue, the emotional drain, etc. Super understandable. But it's nearly impossible to reconcile taking care of ourselves while we're menstruating with fighting for equality. Yeah. Especially when there are actual cis male athletes and promoters who would 100% not hesitate to use the fact that you're not racing because of your period cramps to belittle you and justify being a sexist asshole. <laughs> so yeah, super complicated and super frustrating. Patriarchy ruins everything. Ugh. Renee, that thank you so much crazy. for that thank you amazing for message. That. That's so illuminating and yes. so true. Um, and so, I, yeah, I kind of want to talk to you guys a little bit about that double-edged sword. Like, mm-hmm. sh- like a lot of athletes in articles on the BBC Sport that I read also said this. <laughs> like, yeah, we should be talking about it, but I don't want the men to know that we're going through right. this. Yes. I don't want them to use this as an excuse for... Why like, women shouldn't compete. Why women shouldn't compete or why women shouldn't be surgeons or why women shouldn't be pilots, you President, know? yeah. Like... Are they not going to be able to fly a plane in the week leading up to that? You know, you don't right. want to give people that thought. Yeah. That yeah. ammunition. Uh, it's yeah. That really Ugh. sucks. Right. And I mean, and I wonder, you know, if there are, you know, dude equivalents to hormone levels. Mm. Yeah. You know, like I don't, cycles basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, I've never heard of that, but like, yeah. there's gotta be a week where a guy just doesn't want to run. Right. You know? Well, actually, I think there are testosterone cycles. Probably. But it's interesting yeah. that you say that, too, because a lot of what I read also was that so much of what we do know about the science behind athletes is based on um, like male men. anatomy. Men. Yeah. So it's so there isn't a lot about the fluctuating hormones of women. So what I understand is like women fluctuate way more than men do. Yeah. Right. Um, just biologically. Um, Which yeah. means that like we're just so much tougher. You know, let's just yeah. like accept we have it. to power through. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the true. It's the truth for like all disenfranchised communities is like you don't have the privilege of making excuses so you just have to work twice as right. hard yes. right yes yeah. and that's athletes, what it comes down and to and elite athletes so are already fucking like mental tough badass oh, yeah. bitches so yeah. like so yeah there's already the burden of being an elite athlete right mm-hmm. so yeah uh, also, I wanted to say we got another we got a listener message from Emily Seven Photo, and she said, "I just really wanted to apologize for the ladies in middle and high school gym class sitting out because of cramps and period woes. Mm-hmm. I thought y'all were faking because my period wasn't bad at that age. I had no cramps and thought they were milking a lie that periods hurt. Huh. Later in life, I got cramps, and I'm sorry I was so wrong. Just a perspective that sometimes we're our own worst enemies instead of the allies we should be. Mm-hmm. Aww, don't true. you know what? Listen, nice. don't worry." It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We're all learning. Yeah, We're I think all disasters. And some of us do did sit out and make that laugh. And I lied about my period all the <laughs> Whatever. Time. Um, yeah, I mean, people with uteruses are not a monolith, and like our cycles are all different. They're all so different. We could be. You could be as far on one end of the spectrum as it never affects you to 
Allison who blacked out in a shower because right. of her period. Like that's from season literally one the endometriosis yeah. episode. So just some other fun facts. So there was a women's health article about how some athletes deal with the logistics of bleeding while they're uh, doing whatever <laughs> sport. Uh, so we have <laughs> grocery shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elite Video sporting. <laughs> so uh, there were a bunch of dancers interviewed in this article. And one dancer said that she puts a heating pad under her leotard, which I love. <gasps> Whoa. Um, there was a pole, a pole dance. Speaking of spreading your legs, uh. a pole dancer says, you know what? During those days, I spread my legs less to the audience. Fair. Uh-huh. Um, there was a professional dancer who dances with a male partner who says, I have to let him know to make adjustments with catches and throws because if he places his hands too close to my ovaries or in oh, certain sensitive yes. places, I can become injured. Yes. So then I was like, oh my God, there's so many sports wow. where you're, because isn't tennis doubles with men and women? Sometimes, Sometimes they do mix. Um, but... or ice skating. Where yeah. You, like yeah, there's just couples, like, has yeah. to be this like understanding. Ice dancing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. That concludes part one of our uh, episodes on elite athletes on our bleed search. There's still Um, so much to learn. There's still so much to learn. You're going to have to tune in next week. Uh, In the meantime, tell everybody you know about us. If you're not following us on Instagram, what are you doing? What are you doing? It is fantastic. And in the meantime, keep calm. This all could be wrong. Nailed it. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.